This is Father Aaron with another podcast. After the parable of the Good Samaritan, the parable of the sower is one of the most easily recognized of our Lord's similitudes. Though, I'd be willing to bet most people, including myself, usually forget all the different places that the seed lands and how it's explained. It's no wonder that this is the only parable we have in Scripture where our Lord has to go back afterwards and explain to the apostles what he meant. What is most interesting about this parable is that Christ intentionally includes everyone. This isn't one of those stories where you have to ask if it applies to you. The question here is how, not if. How do you fit into this parable? A favorite preacher of mine, Monsignor Ronald Knox, gave a sermon series on this text at the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in London in 1928. I'm going to pull heavily from his text in my sermon this morning. Father Knox decided that a helpful way to understand our place in this parable is to understand the place of the characters of the gospel in it. There are basically four groupings of seeds, or types of people. The seeds on the path, the seed on rocky ground, the seeds among thorns, and the seed that fell on good soil. Hear then the parable of the sower, says the Lord. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. How are we to understand this? Why are there hearers of the word, hearers of the gospel message, who do not understand it? What does it mean to not understand the gospel? And to this we look at the characters of Pilate and the Roman soldiers. These men met Christ, conversed with him, heard his preachings, but did not accept it. Their lack of acceptance, however, was not on any religious grounds. We have no verse or text that tells us Pilate was a devout follower of the Roman gods, for instance. In some way, actually, we have proof to the contrary. Pilate's wife recognizes the Lord as a holy man. She encourages Pilate to release Christ. So why didn't he? What stopped Pilate and the Roman soldiers from hearing Christ's word? The truth is that they were made indifferent by years of conditioning in the Roman military. 
They were inculcated with the habit of cruelty that the Roman soldiers necessarily had so that they could remain conquerors. It wasn't that Pilate was tempted by power, that he saw Christ preaching as too demanding, and so he chose to ignore it. No, Pilate wasn't affected by it, because he possessed a habit of passive indifference to anything that was not his normal way of acting. What he saw as strength was his real weakness. Pilate was incapable of making a decision for himself because he had no principles. He was a spectator to his own government. But so many Christians today are mere spectators of the gospel, rooted in their persistent ways by habit of sin, indifferent to the reality of Christ's message. They come to Mass on holidays, or maybe even on weekends, but not out of any real faith. It's just the thing to do on Sunday, or the place to be on Christmas night. All along, the message of the word passes them by as they ponder their lunches, or the hundred different places they could be and, and will be when the priests let them go. They are the seed that fell on the path. Then, there is the seed that fell on rocky ground. To this we look to the Jews and the gospel. Our Lord in the gospel is perpetually followed by a crowd. People are always amazed at the ways his teaching make them feel, and they're attracted to that emotional feeling. They even follow him to Jerusalem and cast their garments on the ground, wave palm branches as he enters, treating him to the glory of a king. And this goes on up until the moment the high priest lead Christ to Pilate. And the moment they are posed with the difficult question of whether or not they will side with Christ against the law, they shout, crucify him, crucify him. To these people, the word of God is given, and the message they hear makes them glad, but they do not digest it. The moment they actually have to live out the things Christ is teaching, the moment it becomes real, there isn't enough faith to carry them through to the end. For them, the faith is therapeutic, not converting. Many people in the pews are what I would call honorary Catholics. They show up on Sunday, they listen to the homily, they receive communion, and then they go home unchanged. They are the seed that fell on rocky ground. Judas is our model for the seed among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked it, says the Lord. This is an important verse. There was nothing weak in the seed itself, nor was the ground bad to begin with. From the starting point, these seeds really had the same chance as those that produced fruit. So what is the difference? Judas had the same chance as all the apostles. There wasn't anything in him that set him aside from the beginning as destined to be a traitor. His temptations were not unusual. St. Matthew, for example, was a tax collector. Surely Matthew, in his previous life, exhorted people out of greed. But Matthew didn't become a traitor. Both Matthew and Judas face the same temptations, but Judas did not endure. In the end, care of the world and desire for worldly pleasure is what separated him from the rest. We do not know what the turning point was, but surely there was some moment in Judas's three years with the Lord when he was tempted first, tempted to steal from the apostles. We do know from St. John's Gospel that Judas often stole from the apostles' common purse. Time and time again, Judas stole, until he was deadened to what he was doing. In the end, he was so given over to greed, having never checked it before, never resisted. He was so taken by the temptation of riches that even the small sum he was offered by the high priest was enough for him to sell out the Lord. 
and the same will be true of us if we do not put a curb on our favorite sins. We think we are only given in once, or in small ways. But slowly, these sins will eat at us until they were all that mattered. And the thorns grew up and choked it. Now that leaves us with the happy ending, the seed that fell among good ground. Notice that there is no category in the parable where a plant grows up and produces just a normal crop. The plants either die, or they produce 30, 60, or 100 fold. There is an intentional lesson here. When it comes to the effects of grace, we either flourish or we die. We either make ourselves receptive to the workings of grace in our lives, or we close ourselves off to God, to happiness, and to heaven. The characters for this segment of the parable are the eleven faithful apostles. Notice I said faithful. If we look at the gospel picture, it would seem the opposite. Peter denies Christ. Thomas doesn't believe in the resurrection. Philip doesn't understand how Christ is the Son of the Father. Everyone except John flees from Calvary. And yet they are the seed that fell on good ground. Why? The soil of our lives is really all made of the same stuff. The same dirt produces fruit or weeds, depending how it is cared for. The seed is the same. The soil is the same. The produce is different. Dirt cannot produce growth in itself. It needs a seed. Our seed is the Word of God. It is Jesus Christ, who all of us become united to in holy baptism. In baptism, we receive the seed of eternal life within the earthly soil that is our flesh. But from there, if we allow ourselves to be cared for by the Master, if we open ourselves to his holy gospel, to his sacraments, curb away vice, strive after virtue, then we can produce fruit. And not just any average fruit, holiness, perfection, a growth of beauty which is only matched by God himself. No seed in the parable dies because it was defective. No soil was unsuited because it was not capable of producing growth. The difference was what would followed. And the same is true for us. All of us are called to be saints. All of us are capable of being saints. If only we allow the hand of the Master to till the soil of our hearts.